You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Coach Barry Sanderson, it's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Yeah, good morning. Welcome into a rainy Tuesday edition of Inside the Locker. Get that raincoat out uh, this morning. You got to have all the wardrobe right now when you live in Tuscaloosa. 205-342-9904 if you want to get in on the show with us this morning. We'd love to have you in. Twitter at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. Email address for our show. I love the emails. Wimp and Barry at Yahoo.com. Download the Tide 100.9 app also to that smartphone, and you can take us with you anywhere you go. Before we get started, Dad, we want to thank Yellowwood, pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Looking for decking, deck accents, fence products, columns, plywood, you need some Yellowwood protector. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer closest to you. Always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Good morning, Dad. How are you this morning? We got Aiden also behind the glass this morning. Okay. Uh, I'm okay. Um, I want to say to the parents of those three football players who were shot and killed by a teammate, uh, how sorry Barry and I are and our radio show is. I know that doesn't mean anything down here. But to think if somebody were to walk into me and tell me that one of my sons or one of my grandsons had been shot by a teammate, uh, I'd have I'd have a hard time. And to listen to those parents just say a word without saying many words, it's it's a heartbreaking, disgusting, unbelievable thing. So we have, we have one other person that is in critical condition, very critical. And uh, you need to pray for him because it's, it, it ain't good. Okay, I, I hate to start out with that, but I, I, I wanted to do so. Virginia's game tonight has been canceled in basketball. Uh, in other sports news, the Eagles uh, lost their first game. Devontae played good. He got caught, caught a pass, and Hurts played well. And, and Robinson kid ran some for, for Washington and did okay. I really think that uh, Washington was really ready to play. They got some breaks, but they were ready to play, and they played smart, and they played well, and uh, it was a heck of a win. Of course, as most of you know, the Eagles were 7-0 and or 8-0 or something when, when that game started, so um, that's what happened there. Shane Lyons, the athletic director now for eight years at um, at West Virginia, we probably mentioned this yesterday, uh, is being let out or retiring. Um, you know, According to their fans, it's the worst eight years of football they've ever had. Basketball is great. Basketball coach going in the Hall of Fame. But Neil Brown, who coached at uh, Troy, is the head coach. and Don't know exactly what's going to happen with him. Last night, um, Florida Atlantic beat uh, Florida at Florida. At Florida, 70, beat them by one point, 76, 74. It's got on here. I don't know what it was, but it's one point. I watched part of it. And Florida's got some work to do. And Georgia beat Miami of Ohio, 77-70. Uh, Florida's 2-1. and one. Georgia's 2-1. and one. They've beaten somebody. Um, I'm going to go very quickly over the, the, the basketball schedule of big games tonight. And then uh, we have Brian Pasek on after this afternoon, tonight. 
about tonight's game. Duke and Kansas is a big game tonight. If you want to see that game, that's that's going to be a, a big game. Duke, I think Duke's at Kansas. I believe that's right. Um, so that's one of the big games outside of the SEC. Vanderbilt's at Temple. Vanderbilt's the only team in the league that's not won a game. They're 0-2, and they play at home. Kentucky and Michigan State, big game. Winthrop is at Auburn. Chattanooga's at Ole Miss. Um, um, SIU, uh, Evansville, Evansville is at Missouri. And Alabama will play at South Alabama tonight, and that game will be at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock Eastern time. Nine o'clock our time, and it will be on ESPNU and ESPN Plus. Uh, outside of that, uh, the Wagner kid who ha- had it down to Louisville and Kentucky, great one of the one of the, the only big te- only top ten player who had not announced selected Kentucky yesterday, the day before yesterday, and makes Kentucky have a great recruiting year. So, yeah, I think Auburn got a five-star point guard too. They signed okay. yesterday as that. well, I so need to Sorry. dig his name up. But uh, okay. all right, I had a guy call me last night. He was all giddy uh, that he says, and I think the process is probably sped up now with Ole Miss losing the Alabama. I think the uh, Atlanta's out the window now, so Ole Miss basically got two more games and then their bowl. That Lane Kiffin is definitely going to Auburn. This guy called okay. and told me. Now he was all giddy. Now I don't know if that's true or not, but I would think okay. I would think with Ole Miss losing to Alabama, they got no chance for Atlanta now. They got Arkansas on the road, and then we got Mississippi State at home on the twenty fourth. I would think if he's going, he'll be going that next week, wouldn't you? If he's going to Auburn, and they got well, they got to get to recruiting. The Ole Miss uh, Mississippi State game is always on Thanksgiving night, I believe. Yeah, twenty fourth. Right. It's on the twenty fourth, yeah, and, uh, uh, and so uh, Friday. Uh, if it's already been settled, uh, they'll go ahead and announce it as quick as they possibly can. I'll try to find out more more about what what uh, Barry has said before that, but uh, he's probably right. So I I guess Lane Kiffin is the really the only one that really sticks out in the minds of people. Naturally, the uh, Cadillac will, will stay on with him uh, because the fans like him and so forth. So um, if that's true, then um, Ole Miss is looking for a coach. And uh, it's not going to be easy to replace him because of his character and also his ability to win. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, I, this guy called out. He he has a little bit of a source. Uh, he told me who the source was. Obviously, I'm not going to – I mean, I'll tell you off the air. But uh, so I'll, we'll see uh, what happens there with that. All right, this game this weekend, Alabama's taking on Austin P. Uh, Austin P. Did beat North Alabama, Dad, 38-35. They beat Kennesaw State in the last game, 31-14. Their losses are to Jacksonville State, 40-16, Central Arkansas and Western Kentucky. Uh, but they've only lost three games this year. But uh, do you go to Bryce and – what do you do with Bryce? Do you let Bryce decide whether he plays? Do you decide for him? How, how do you handle the quarterback situation here in this game? You know he's not going to play long if he does. What do you do here? I call it, man. Have a feel. Have a feel with he, with him, and probably my offensive coordinator, especially him first. There's the feeling so we'll get you in, get you out. Uh, we we won't get you in at all. Uh, you know, there's, there's no trophies involved anymore for him. He got all the trophies last year, so it's not any big deal there. I w- I would answer your question. I would visit with him 
as to how he felt about things. Um, uh, being darn sure that my football team was ready to play, uh, if, if that made them feel like, oh, this ain't game, we not even start our starting quarterback. Uh, I have a feeling that he'll start him. Yeah, it too. And um, play him. Uh, and when that first quarter is over, if it's 21 to nothing, 28 to nothing, then he'll get him out of there. That's what I think. But I, he, he hadn't called and told me. <laughs> uh, you think if he didn't play, and I think you're right, I think he'll start. I think that's just the way Coach doesn't want to disrespect anybody. He's sending the wrong no. message if he doesn't. Sure. Yeah. Start the guys. Uh, so if we start him, get get the comfortable lead, get him out, and let him come over there and be an assistant coach. Could we only see Bryce Young play one more game after that for Alabama? Do you think he plays in the bowl game? And I don't want to stir up a bunch of controversy here. This kid's worth a lot of money uh, with that shoulder. I don't know. I think that's a good question, too, and I don't know how many of them will play. And I don't know how many of the, of the, of the kids will play from the various teams that are going to play in the big bowls. Uh, it, it's a situation now where you, you do what it, we're in a situation now where you do what you want to do, which is not a good situation for people that need discipline. Now, this particular case, um, you know, if you're the, I, I, I think, I think you probably kind of gave it a play without pushing it and hoping he'll play. Uh, but, you know, I, I would say, in the long run, it's his idea, or his his decision. But I think you probably like you know for you know we're gonna have we're gonna win. We've already won ten games, and uh, have a chance to win whatever bowl they're in. What bowl they're gonna be in, son? Uh, yesterday was saying orange or cotton. Uh, yeah, you know, probably. if LSU falls on their face, uh, they can ask. Them. Maybe slip into the sugar, but right now probably cotton or the orange bowl. That's what it okay. looks like. So, you know, I, I could see why a guy like he wouldn't play, or maybe Will Anderson. These other guys, they got they improved anything. Those two guys are probably Will Anderson's stock has probably gone down a little bit this year, if anything. By but he had to come back there, so I I wouldn't blame the kid. The kids earned the right to do uh, whatever he wants to do. Uh, in that situation, you do remember the Ole Miss quarterback getting hurt. So Bryce Young uh, could possibly play maybe a little bit on uh, Saturday against Austin P. Then his last game could be against Auburn uh, here. Would you honor those guys on senior day when you know they're probably not coming back, or do you not do that? Is that against the tradition of what you do? Don't, I probably don't do that. Okay. I probably honor the real seniors and leave it at that. And um, I, I think I, I think I ended it with the real seniors because we, you know, I think trying to honor people when I don't know, I don't know this, you know, I, as far as playing is concerned, I, I don't, I wouldn't do that. All right. So uh, anyway, just some topics to kick around there. Uh, sure. Not a not a great uh, schedule this week as far as the SEC. Usually they try to give you a layup. There are some good games. We'll look at some of those. But uh, we'll take this break. Kevin Skarbinski at the bottom out of Brian Passick. We'll be with us at 8.15. Alabama travels down to South Alabama. And I want to talk to you about that when we get back from that, what to expect uh, down there. It's a place that you're going. It's a uh, not a place that you normally go. And so we'll see. Hopefully that game will be a sellout down there tonight. Two-minute truck out at 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. It's local. 
out of town, out of state, let the professionals handle it. Give them a call today for the free estimate, 205-247-5050. Two-minute truck movers who care. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we have a report of a disabled vehicle on 2059 eastbound. It's about a half mile before the Mercedes exit. That's number 89. It's in the right lane. Traffic beginning to back up behind it. Please use caution. Now, if you see other conditions, give me a call. Townsend Nissan is your hometown dealer with a lifetime powertrain warranty. Go see them and grab a deal. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Tuesday morning, 15 jurors have been selected at the Tuscaloosa Federal Courthouse for the second suspect in that 2019 killing of Camille Cupcake McKinney in Birmingham. Derek Brown faces federal kidnapping charges for her part in the abduction of the three-year-old. Attorneys for Brown felt their client could get a third trial here in West Alabama. During opening arguments, the defense laid all the blame on co-conspirator Patrick Stallworth, who was already convicted of kidnapping. Witnesses are expected to be called today in the courtroom of Judge L. Scott Kugler. I'm Don Hartley. Ask Big. Have you seen our artisan-created diamonds? If you've been in a room with one, you can't miss it. Tom Osmond from Fincher and Osmond. Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Widespread rain this morning, diminishing by midday today. Clouds lingered this afternoon, the high 52. For tonight, gradual clearing, the low at 36. And tomorrow, a dry day with a partly sunny sky, the afternoon high at 54. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 49 degrees in Tuscaloosa. For more from Tide 100.9, let's it fly! on Twitter, Facebook, and SoundCloud. Born in 1985. Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. Go to yellowwood.com. Go to Outdoor Living. They've got the inspirational galleries there, the backyard building tips. The download ebooks. When you're going to build the five star backyard, make sure you do it with a yellow wood. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Uh, Dad, we had one of the listeners in Nashville. I don't think there's any chance of this, but I'll throw it at you. Uh, he says, uh, Any chance or thoughts of bringing in Hugh Freeze as offensive coordinator? Would the SEC commissioner allow it? Hugh Freeze not leaving Liberty to come to Alabama as an offensive coordinator? Of course not. Yeah, no. Of course not. All right, but uh, I did want to ask it since the guy took the time to email. Bring in another running back instead of the offense coordinator. Yeah. All right, Aiden. Let's get to the opening statement yesterday from Coach Saban uh, in preparation for the Austin P game and look at it. They did also kind of recap the uh, Ole Miss game. Here's Coach Saban yesterday over in the Malmore building. Well, look, the first thing it was great to see our players happy and excited uh, to be celebrating um, a win. A really good win for them um, after getting behind in the game 17-7, to 7, you know, to come back and 
sort of play the way we're capable of playing and uh, do things with sort of a relentless competitive sort of spirit and enthusiasm and togetherness as a team, um, I think was was great. And it was, you know, really good to see the players happy, excited and celebrating uh, because they were happy that they had put something in something and got a positive result. Um, you know, and reviewing the film, obviously, you know, I think that we always have to be able to focus on taking advantage of opportunities that we have. Uh, we also have to focus on making sure that we learn the lessons of things that we do um, that actually help the other team uh, have opportunities in the game as well. So those are all lessons to be learned. I think the focus needs to be on our team, what our team needs to do to uh, each individual on our team and each unit on our team. What do we need to do to improve? Uh, what do we need to do to try to do a better job with consistency and execution uh, in terms of what we do as coaches as well as how we get the players to stay focused so that we can execute with more consistency. You know, great to see Byron Young, SEC Defensive Lineman of the Week. He had a heck of a game. Will Reichert made some real key clutch kicks in the game. Um, it's great for those guys to get recognized. You know, Austin Pay, um, you know, Scotty Walden does a really, really good job there um, for FCS. You know, these guys are ranked, you know, in the top part of their division and just about everything they do. Uh, they're really good on defense. They got one of the top 10 defenses. Um, they average 450 yards a game on offense with a lot of balance. Quarterback does a really good job with them. Um, number 10, McCray is a really explosive player that they do a good job of utilizing his talents. Uh, they got good returner. Um, so, you know, look, we need to prepare for this game like any other game that we play. Uh, we need to be ready to play well. Uh, they have enough people on their team to be able to take advantage of uh, any lack of execution. And certainly we want to focus on us being able to execute, you know, in a really positive way and try to build on the momentum uh, of, you know, having a good second half and uh, improving to finish the season. All right. Thoughts on what he said there. Oh, I don't. I, I think he just kind of coach speak a little bit on that one too. Sure. Uh, I, I don't think it was anything that uh, you know he's concerned about. Naturally, you have to get ready for your team when your team is so much better than the other team without saying that. You don't need to say that, but you need to you know make the comments that he made about the, the various people that uh, that played well for Austin P. And um, I, I think you leave it at that and and. You know, you some don't want to be flat. There's an opportunity to be flat. There was an opportunity to be flat at Ole Miss because you had not been knocked out of the out of the expectation factor for you. If you want expectation, lower expectations. Alabama was one of them because of where it was. The expectation was to be in Atlanta. They wouldn't be. Would, we're not going to be there. So it, it, I thought it was going to be very difficult for them. In, in the first half, it looked like it. Uh, and then again, there, you know. I, and I don't, uh, Barry. I don't know that that that, that they're going to be running out of there with blood coming out of the ears against Auburn. I, I, they can read the paper, and uh, you can think what you want to and talk about how much they, how they're improved. And I'm sure they are, especially defensively, and they run the ball better. 
with this new scheme that they're doing, not new scheme, but the way they're doing it. So I, I, I think it's, I think you make the best out of the season you can because you don't know who is going to play, as you mentioned, for the bowl. So my honest opinion is these next three games, including the bowl, you, you do the best you can to make the season as good as it can be. Yeah, one of the things he said, though, he said it uh, was uh, good to see the players happy. You know, yeah. of course, that means they care. Sure. That means they care. Sure. Uh, and so that's that's important to him. You know, you, sometimes you take winning for granted. Uh, and I think him saying they had a happy locker room there. So that that to me meant uh, meant a lot there. And I think the guys do care. All right, uh, let's go up uh, Hayden where he says finishing the season off the right way. Uh, here's what Nick Saban said about that. Well, I think I think it comes down to a lot of the things that we talked about last week in terms of. Are you going to define your identity as a football player and as a football team? Or are you going to let other people do it? Um, and, you know, being the best that you can be as a player, uh, taking some of the things that have happened to us personally uh, in terms of your pride as a competitor and the consistency in our performance are all things that if you are a competitor, you're going to respond. And I think our players did that in this game. Now, the challenge is, is are we going to continue it to finish the season? Uh, yeah, thoughts about finishing up the right way. Uh, then I think that's yeah. very important, Coach Saban. Yeah, it is. And, and I don't know how much, when you go to, late in the year, how much the players really listen. They listen early in the year. and They're trying to hopefully that, that their name will be called out because they had a good practice that week. But as the season goes on, um, I, I'm not sure that they listen as much in that kind of setting as they do when you get, you know, in the in the uh, building with them in the, in the uh, film room and so forth, and and try to, to encourage them to play as hard as you can. Each each coach that has a position, you know, has a position is has to do the job with his group to get them as best ready play as he possibly can. It's not easy. And the mental part of it is, you know, when your expectations are one, one way and everything that you do, if it's not perfect, uh, everybody criticizes, it, it, it that gets old. Yeah, I was laughing this morning thinking about uh, how you really talk about what ex- what the expectations are to determine on how you do. Here's Auburn. Uh, really, Cadillac had nothing to lose. If they played terrible, right. it was not going to be right. his fault. They went to Mississippi State, and they, they battled. They lost. Yeah. And then they beat a bad Texas A&M team that hasn't been at home. And you would think this guy could run for president right now because he had no expectation of doing anything. The guys look like they're having fun. And uh, he's one and one. Uh, he will probably win, maybe, against West Kentucky. He'll probably lose to Alabama. And move on, but there was no expectation. The expectation was at the bottom, and then now they're all giddy because he's kind of turned their attitude around a little bit and lost against right. the. It's, it's, and he's it's, an, you know, and he's an Auburn person who was a good player when they recruited him, and and I you know certainly want to give him all the credit in the world. But uh, when your expectations are, are, you know, where are we going? What what's going to happen? We've had a bad year, and all of a sudden. You know they they play a little bit harder and they win a game and and you know he's 
It's just, just exactly what you said. <laughs> and that's what, you know, he, if, he, if he got the head job, which he's not, uh, hopefully they'll keep him. I'm sure they will. Uh, then that, all those expectations would change next year. They would expect you to, you know, win 10 games. If you didn't, they'd go crazy. All right, Dad, I know you got the new dog. You got Samantha. Uh, yeah. I, I haven't met Samantha yet. So, Aiden, if you hadn't met Samantha, you have to call it – you can't call it Sam, but you got somebody there taking great care of Sam. Tell well, me I do. Is. I got uh, over at the Constant uh, Companion Animal Hospital. Constant Companion. It's over at the, the Narrows on uh, on Highway 280. I was over there yesterday, and they've got a new vet there, Doctor uh, Scott Foster. They'll give you they're, they they're opening up brand new building and all. If they'll they'll if you come over and see them, tell them you heard on our, and Barry and I show that uh, they'll give you fifty percent off. Nice uh, for your first check, which is darn good. Now I'm gonna give you the phone number and write it down. I'm gonna mention this. It's two zero five six three five. Zero three one three six three five zero three one three. You where you got a cat, dog, whatever you got, they'll take care of it. Scott will do a great job. Thanks. Have you? Uh, I saw Justin out at Tuscaloosa Toyota. Posted a picture of you and mom out there with a the new car. Have you bothered Justin yet on his cell phone? Yeah. About- well, I have tried to because <laughs> I can't get. Uh, Justin, if you're what listening, ha- what ha- what's happening, Barry? Is when I plug in the the CarPlay, CarPlay, you know what CarPlay Apple is? Apple Play, Apple yeah, Music. Apple CarPlay. Yeah. And I try to make a phone call. It says I, it says I don't have a phone. So I, I, I finally got out. Still, I went and got the in, in the glove compartment of the car yesterday and studied it. You worked on it. I think I got it right. All right. So yeah. Justin, if you have a number, a two hundred five number, and I won't, I won't give out the whole. If it says eight seven three. Just hit decline, uh, Justin. You listen to Ty 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. The Iron Bowl kickoff time has been announced. Alabama has jumped to number eight in the newest AP poll. Julio Jones made NFL history on Sunday morning. The Alabama softball program has officially signed class of 2024 commit Kendall Clark. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we have a report of a disabled vehicle on 2059 eastbound. It's about a half mile before the Mercedes exit. That's number 89. It's in the right lane. Traffic beginning to back up behind it. Please use caution. Now, if you see other conditions, give me a call. Townsend Nissan is your hometown dealer with a lifetime powertrain warranty. Go see them and grab a deal. I'm Captain Ray. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to 
Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer closest to you. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. All right, he's director of communications with the Coach Safely Program, freelance writer, uh, writes for the lead in AL.com with us every Tuesday, Kevin Skarbinski. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? Okay. I'm good, fellas. How are you? Oh, we're we're good. Kevin, uh, I heard a guy say the other day that every player in college football is a free agent. That's scary, isn't it, Kevin? If, if you're a football coach trying to run a program, uh, like you take, for instance, that, that good kid that, that from Pike Row that, that Ole Miss has got. If Lane Kiffin were to leave or whatever, uh, you know, maybe Alabama made a mistake on him out of high school. They probably could maybe gobble him back up. Is that would that be scary to you if every player on your team is a free agent? Yeah, it would. Uh, <laughs> let's be honest. If we already know recruiting is the most important job that a head coach has, if you want to if you want to compete for championships at the highest level, it's recruiting has got to be something you do every day. Well, recruiting just became even more important and more time consuming. And more concerning because now you're not only recruiting from the outside, now you got to recruit from the inside. Yeah. You have to re-recruit the guys on your roster, not all of them, but some some of those players. Even if even if things are going well, even if you know you you're not changing coaches, even if you had a a good season, th- there are vi- you know a lot of different reasons why guys leave and think they'll have a better opportunity elsewhere. And so, and maybe, you know, that's a reason maybe why we won't see, although Georgia's, Georgia may be uh, proving this wrong, but maybe that's why we won't see, you know, a dynasty quite at, at the level, odds were this was going to happen anyway, quite at the level of what Alabama achieved over the last 15 years where they were so good up and down the roster, so good from top to bottom, they could, they could absorb losses during the season, injuries, what have you and not really drop off. Well, now the guys that are down the depth chart, maybe they don't want to be down the depth chart. Maybe they don't they don't want to wait their turn in Tuscaloosa. Maybe they want to go elsewhere and vice versa. Uh, you know, so <laughs> it's yeah, it, it is a tougher co- coaching is is a tougher job than ever. I I, I grant you that 100%. All right, well, uh, one more question for Dad gets on. If you're the athletic director at Texas A&M, what do you do? Is there a right move if you don't get rid of and people will say that's not right? If you do, they'll say, well, oh, my goodness, we're spending this kind of money. But the program is dead right now uh, in a way. What do you do if you're the athletic director at Texas A&M, Kevin? I, I think you have to have a serious heart-to-heart if you haven't already done so with Jimbo Fisher. And you have got to hear from him what are his plans to change this thing? How are you going to turn this around? Why do you think it went wrong? Because if all Jimbo Fisher thinks, and this is what you hear from him after games, he said yeah. it again after the Auburn game, is you know what they're doing is not the problem. It's how they're doing it. It's the execution. It's a play here. It's a play there. And in one sense, he's right. You know, the Alabama game was one play. Uh, the Auburn game wasn't quite one play, but it was a one-score game. So, you know, in one, but but everyone can see that their offense is it looks like it's from the Stone Age compared to what other people are doing today, and that's his area of expertise. 
it, what is he what is he going to do to change that? Uh, what's he going to do to get better production out of his quarterbacks, which he has not, which has been an ongoing issue, not just this year. So that's the first thing. What what is Jimbo's answer to that question? And then you've got to look around and you've got to ask yourself, okay, what is it costing? Uh, people talk about eighty five million. Yes, is a ridiculously high number that they put the you know, and this is a box they put themselves in with that contract. What's the cost of finishing last in the SEC West? Yeah. What's what's the cost of continually running behind and losing, not just losing to Alabama, but losing to Auburn? And in those those two games, the, the contrast between those two games right there, you know, Auburn is was that was basically a battle for the bottom <laughs> on Saturday in Jordan Hare Stadium, and Texas A and M just looked anemic, absolutely anemic. While Auburn, with you know, with an interim coach, played with more passion and energy and spirit than they had all year. So I, I don't think it's an automatic that you can say we can't afford to get rid of yeah, him. That's what, too much what money if, to pay. Because he's stubborn. What if he digs in and says, "I'm not changing coordinators. I call plays. And that's what I do." If he digs in and says, "There's nothing in my contract that says you could tell me who to hire," then you got to make a decision, right, Kevin? You do. And that, you do. That, and, could, hey, you consider see, this. could you not see that happening? Oh, absolutely. Oh, I, that w- would not surprise me at all. Yeah. Because that's what he's, let's be honest, Barry, that's what he's done to this point. Mm-hmm. And, and, and here's another thing, way to look at it. It's not just this year. He's had one good year in College Station. In five, it, was, it was the COVID year where they had one loss to Alabama, and they won the rest of them. But other than that, he's been Gus Malzahn. He, I mean, he hasn't been Gus Malzahn. I mean, he's, he's been worse than he's. He's a four loss, you know, four losses a year, or well, more this year, obviously. And and what what tells you since he's been in College Station, what has he done to show that he's elite? Yeah, I don't know that. Um, is a true Alabama fan one that's. Sh- should be satisfied with this this season with the when he wins next two games and go, and win ten games. Or the expectation so much that you can't enjoy life. <laughs> um, what's what's the answer to that? Well, first of all, whether you're now whatever school you're a fan of, if if the performance of the football team determines whether you have joy in your life or not, you might want to reassess your priorities. Yeah, uh, look, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, should you be satisfied? I can, I, I guess, I mean, I don't think anybody in the in the football building is satisfied. I don't think Nick Saban's satisfied. I don't think the players are satisfied. I don't think they should be. And and the reason that, and because they know what they're capable of and they know what they have accomplished. They know what's possible there because they've done it over and over and over again. And they know that for all of their issues this year, they are still a couple of plays away from being in the contention for the college football playoff again. So it's not like the things have fallen apart. They, you know, this isn't, this isn't Texas A&M. You know, they haven't lost more than they've won. They haven't, uh, they're not headed to, uh, you know, they're not headed to a, a lower tier bowl. Uh, you know, they, they are very close. Um, they do have issues. They've got to correct if they want to get back to where they, where they have been, where they expect to be. But as a fan, yeah, you could be disappointed. But I don't know to to, to 
you know, to be angry or to have it ruin your day, ruin your week, ruin your year if your team doesn't get to the playoff and win the national championship. Well, man, that's a really high bar. Do you set? I, I would ask anyone who, who feels that way. Do you set the bar for your own life that high? Are your expectations for yourself, for your spouse, for your children, for for you and for you and your job? Uh, do you have, do you operate under those same expectations in everything else you do? I'm guessing not. Yeah, I, I'm not so sure, Kevin, that they were that good to start with. Now you're gonna laugh at that. There had not been another running back established, and it showed that the wideouts were uh, were supposedly good players from other teams coming into play uh, a year after we've had after they had two great pass catchers, route runners. Uh, the The offensive star on the on the offense stayed that way. The offensive star on the defense. Could have stayed that, tried to stay that way. He was double teamed. He'll never play. I'm just not, I, I, and I guess I'm wrong. Uh, I'm not so sure when you look at it. But we just we just based it on what happened last year that it, it, that they weren't that good to start with. <laughs> well, no, everything you say is everything you say is right, and that's why that's why there there are issues. That's why if you want to say cracks in the dynasty. If you want to say, hey, and it's the dynasty's not dead, but it, it is wobbly, and for those reasons you mentioned, the fact that you had to go to Vanderbilt to get a starting tackle, you had to you had to go outside the program again to try to find an elite receiver, and why while you while you hit a home run last year with Jameson Williams, uh, you didn't this year. So why why are those receivers not coming from the high school ranks the way they had in the past? You know. For a long for a long run of great receivers, going back to Julio, you know why is why is uh, recruiting not been as productive? Recruiting slash production not been as effective at that position as it had been. Yeah, there's a lot of there's still questions. There there are things they have dropped off, they have fallen off, and and there's no question about that. That but we there's no question about it. But yes, we base our expectations on Alabama, not on last year, on the last 15 years. On them going to six straight national championship games, or six of seven national championship games, of winning all those national championships, of finding a way, even on their days they're not at their best, of finding a way to win, and having elite players like like Bryce Young that can pull them out of the fire. Yeah, that's what we base our expectations on. But they've got no. Nick Saban knows this way better than we do. They they've got things to fix. They've got things to improve. Yeah, sure. Kevin. Um... You can tell how much respect uh, Coach Saban has for Bryce Young, and he's so mature, so humble, so good, everything you want. Um, and he's earned the right to decide whether he's going to play in this bowl game. Um, I personally would not play if I were him, uh, and I would not criticize him if I were an Alabama player if he doesn't, saying he's walking out on his team. I think Alabama's got to find out, do they have a quarterback on campus right now that they – think they can depend on next year and I think maybe playing that guy Milrow and Ty Simpson in this bowl game could be critical for whether they think they need to go to the transfer portal or not to get their next quarterback uh how do they handle this quarterback situation with Bryce now if he wants to play obviously you let him play but I wouldn't I wouldn't blame the kid if he didn't Kevin I would echo everything you just said it is it is his decision and whatever he decides yeah, you uh, you are happy for him, whether he plays, whether he doesn't. 
Uh, yeah, I would not blame him. And if I were if I were on his uh, at, at, you know management team, I would I would probably come down on it's better for you not to play. And in some ways, as you just as you just laid out, Barry, it, it might be better for Alabama's future if yeah, you didn't. That's right. That sounds because crazy. then you get another right. look. Yeah. yeah, you get another look at Jalen Milrow and and as you mentioned, Ty Simpson and and you get a sense of how hard are they going to have? Do they feel like they have to go into the portal to get a quarterback for next year? Yeah. And and I I think that is a legitimate question that has not yet been answered based on what we've seen. Jalen Milrow did some really good things, and then he looked in, inexperienced at, at other times. So. And, and and you just don't have a lot of a large sample size with him, but you didn't have a, you didn't have a large sample size with 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 Bryce Young before he became the starter. But you pretty much you know that's one of those sure things that was as close to a sure thing as and, and delivered as you can get. You, you don't always get that lucky, especially at that position. So yeah, that's a, that's a, a great question, and and I would be very disappointed in anyone who was disappointed in Bryce Young if he didn't play. Yeah. Um... If Texas, this is radio, so we can just make up stuff. If if Texas A and M did decide to part ways with uh, Jimbo Fisher, uh, and you were Lane Kiffin, and you had your choice between Auburn and Texas A and M, if I were Auburn, I know they're maybe targeting Kiffin. Uh, not one hundred percent sure, but that's what we hear. Uh, would you be a little bit nervous to try to get that thing done in case that A and M did job did open up because of the money that they could pour into him? And the NIL and all that with him over there. The, these guys that are hiring, don't they have to look at these other jobs that might open, that might peg the candidate that they want? Oh, of course. Yeah, they're, they're, the the less competition, the better. Yeah. And the more competition probably drives the price up. Yeah. If if Lane Kiffin has options, and Lane Kiffin probably has options anyway. There There are other jobs. Now, there's no other job out there. Uh, I, I don't think that compares to Auburn on what, what Auburn can offer you, what you can accomplish at Auburn compared to, you know, say the Nebraska jobs like Nebraska. There, there's no comparison there. Uh, it, you know, and we've seen it in recent history, not going back to the nineties, not going back before that, but what, what's happened in, in the last 10 years, have, you know, have, uh, can you, can you win a national championship there? Can you recruit top, you know, top 10 recruiting classes there? You know you can do that at, at Auburn. So, but what? But now, a, but here's another thing I would I would caution about A and M, and this is why Auburn is is a better job than than Ole Miss. There is something to history. I wouldn't dismiss it totally. What has A and M accomplished since it's been in the SEC? It's had one great season with a Heisman Trophy winner who took everyone by surprise under uh, under Kevin Sumlin when when Johnny Football came on the scene. But other than that, yeah, they had the COVID year where they had just one loss, and they were they were what fifth in the final play. They were just on the final playoff poll. They were just outside looking in. But have they been to Atlanta? No. No. Have they? You know. So that's it's it wouldn't be a slam dunk. Yes, A and M has a lot going for it. But you know, is it true? What is the better job? Uh, yeah, they've got great facilities. Auburn is just open is about to open, and the new coach will be the first person to occupy the head coach's office of a ninety-five million dollar football facility. You got that. You got incredible, just like in Texas, you got incredible recruiting uh, ground 
if you're at Auburn. You know, you're right there on the Georgia border. You got Florida right there. You're in Alabama. Um, so that's but you're but you're right. Your premise is right. It's better for Auburn. It's better for Auburn if A and M does not make a change. Yeah. Uh, that, that takes one potential uh, competitor off the chart. I want to ask you and Dad both to answer this question. If I'm Lane Kiffin and I call Jimmy Sexton and he says, Lane, you can have this Auburn job. And Lane says to Jimmy Sexton, my goal is the Alabama job. I want the Alabama job. Obviously, if he takes the Auburn job, that is over. He is never getting the Alabama job. If he mm-hmm. says, do I have any chance – to ever replace to replace Nick Saban there. If I don't, then I'm going on to Auburn. Do I have any chance? What would Jimmy Sexton say to him? And Dad, I want both the other answer. Would he? What would he tell him? Well, I don't know. I, I don't really know what Jimmy Sexton's answer would be. But I will say this: it would be as informed an answer as Lane Kiffin could get. Yeah. Because there is no person on the outside of the Alabama football program who knows what's going on in the Alabama football program. And I I don't mean within the football building. I mean, within the university, I mean, among the decision makers, he, uh, Jimmy Sexton knows how they think he has, he has worked with them, uh, for a a long time now as, as Nick Saban's representative, he knows who's in charge. He knows how they think he has negotiated contracts with them. He's come to the, you know, I don't want to say a, you know, a, Cuban Missile Crisis situation in 2013 when Texas was very, very interested. But, you know, he, he is – and the players have changed somewhat. Obviously, the AD has changed since then, but, but he knows Greg Byrne. He knows uh, – so he can give him – he can give Lane Kiffin the most accurate and detailed answer of anyone. And that's why – that's why guys – that's why so many guys hire Jimmy Sexton because <laughs> he, he knows the territory better than anyone. I would think right. Jimmy would tell him, "No, you got no chance." You, you say the ran you out of there. My answer to your question would be: If Greg Byrne is still at Alabama, you don't have a chance. Yeah, yeah, I would agree to that. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> and I and I think and I would lean and let me say I would lean in that direction. It is far from, and I would certainly say this with a lot of confidence: It is no slam dunk that Lane Kiffin would be the next coach when Nick Saban retires, even if he continues to win 10 games a year at Ole Miss, even if he continues to be a master of the transfer portal, no matter what good things he continues to do, I don't, it is, you know, there, there's no guarantee there. I don't think there's anyone that's a slam dunk. And some of the guys who were on the short list have certainly fallen off. Guys like if you, if you ever thought Mario Cristobal had a chance, yeah, Mario Cristobal may be the most overrated coach in college football. And next to Jimbo Fisher, he might be, the most overrated and overpaid coach in college football. Well, so some of those guys you thought might have a chance, you know, it may be all of a sudden that it, it becomes a more of a challenge to, I think it's more of a challenge now than it may have, have ever been to say, okay, who's next at Alabama? I think they just have I, to go get Dabo. They just got to go get him. And, and you got to put the full court press on and, yeah. and Hey, is there a better time? <laughs> Would there be a better time if Nick Saban decided? And I don't, I don't know that he will. I have nothing. To, I'm not suggesting this, okay? Sure. But if he decided in January, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm ready to move on. Then it would be a perfect time to put the full court press on Dabo. Yeah. Because Clemson's like, not what it, now what it was. Yeah, you yeah. just just like Roy Williams, he eventually had to go home, and you got to, you got to yeah. come home. 
He may, he may come in, Barry. Barry, he may come in and say, I think I'll just go take the West Virginia job. <laughs> Coach Saban? <laughs> yeah. I'm going, go, I'm going home. Maybe Coach Saban can go home. Coach Kevin. Bryant went home. Kevin, Bryant that, home. How, like, how big a story would that be, Kevin? Coach Saban went home. Went to West oh, my gosh. Uh, you, talk about, you talk about blowing up the internet <laughs> and blowing up college football and blotting out the sun of any other news that might be happening at the time. That would do it. Daddy wants me that to come home. Good. I'm going home. So going home. Brian went home. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going home. home. I'm going to go. Everybody's going to go home. Up. Everybody's coming <laughs> home. <laughs> they can <laughs> hire Jim. Station still up there. I'm going to get my tires changed on my car, and they're going to fill me up full of gas. Yeah, I'm going to tell you what. I'm going <laughs> to patch it up with Jimbo. He's going to come be my offense coordinator. We're going. We're both going home. There you go, Kevin. Uh, there there you, go. you you just you just uh, you just uh, solved the mystery of the universe. You you've uh, unlocked the riddle. Uh, that's what's uh, that that's breaking breaking story breaking news. Yeah, but I want to see it on the scroll. I want to see it on the scroll. On I, I tell you what, though, if I'm old Miss, I broke some news. if uh, if Kiffin does leave, I'm going straight to Jackson, Mississippi. I'm getting Dion if I'm old Miss. Well, now whether they'll do it or not. I don't know, but uh, that's what I'd do. Now that now that is not a bad idea. Yeah. Now that is intriguing. Yeah. So you that can, is very very intriguing. The most the most intriguing thing about all this is John Cohen knows absolutely everything there is to know about the three guys. Everybody thinks they're going to hire one of them. Dion. Yep. Those two guys were at Ole Miss when he's in state. Nobody likes anybody across the across the way there. It's amazing to hire an athletic director who knows the ins and outs of all three of those guys, and he'll get. Yeah, it's with amazing how that amazing how that worked out, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, he'll get. Yeah, he'll get. He'll get hired, and he'll be pumped and pumped and. Pumped. Was was Lane the first coach you offered the job to, or uh, Dion? You know, it would be a mess. Yeah. Anyway. Well, but they again, information is power. Knowledge yeah. is power. And John Cohen has that information. He has that knowledge to make the most informed decision for Auburn. So I don't know that they could have hired a, a better athletics director at this moment in time, particularly as it concerns their football program than John Cohen. Great stuff, Kevin. Tell them about all your stuff, where to get you. Yeah, uh, twice a week in the lead, new online uh Daily newspaper, if you will, delivered to your inbox. Uh, Subscription-only publication, but it's very reasonably priced. You get a lot of great content. I write every Sunday every Sunday and Thursday edition. I have a column. You can find that at BirminghamLead.com. And then, of course, go to CoachSafely.org. Uh, find out if you're a parent. Check and see if your children's coach is trained and certified by Coach Safely. We have a certified coach's roster you can easily search. And then if you're a coach, go take the course. It doesn't cost you or your organization a penny, but you will be not only will you be complying with Alabama state law to get trained to keep those kids safe, but you will feel better about your knowledge of what to do if one of your players gets hurt. And how do you how can you keep them from getting hurt in the first place? That's very very important. So go to coachsafely.org to find out everything you need to know there. Thanks, Kevin. Nice, Kevin. Thank you, guys. I was scared to ask Kevin this. I'm coaching Max team kindergarten and first grade. Do I have to take the coach safely test, Dad? Yeah. Uh oh. You sure do. Insurance. So that's a fireable offense if I haven't taken it because could I get fired? I don't think. You put them on on your knee and spank him. I think they should fire. If you're listening, fire me. Fire me today. I have not taken. 
the coach safely. Hey, the Black Wednesday loan sales coming up seven days, 23 hours, two minutes, and 35 seconds. Uh, you get that great auto loan, personal loan, recreational vehicle. Started at 7 a.m. The applications will open, and the posted rate will be available during that hour. Each hour it goes up a little bit, so you want to get going early. Uh, this is the best loan sale of the year. They're doing it at Alabama once. Just a five-hour deal there, so take advantage of it. For more information, go to www.alabamaone.org. Also, we don't think pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have a yellow tag on it, you don't want it. You listen to Tide 100.9 NC Home of Alabama Sports. Ah, holiday season in Tuscaloosa. The cool nip in the air, spending Saturdays cheering on the tide, anticipation of Thanksgiving with the family, and Christmas shopping. Here's a brilliant... For tonight, gradual clearing below at 36. And tomorrow, a dry day with a partly sunny sky. The afternoon high at 54. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 48 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we've got a couple of wrecks, one on 359 northbound at 35th Street exit, the other on 2059 eastbound past exit 86 at Covered Bridge Road with minor delays. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Townsend Nissan is your hometown dealer with a lifetime powertrain warranty. Go see them and grab a deal. I'm Captain Ray. Finding the right Medicare plan? Oof, no easy feat. Kind of like those dances my granddaughter loves making me do. <laughs> But then I found Walgreens. The Tide 100.9 app. A town square media station. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. Brian Passick will join us at 8.15, talk a little Alabama hoops uh, with Brian. Before we get started, this 8 o'clock hour. I want to thank Andrew Kniffer. He is my Allstate insurance agent. Let Andrew become yours. I did 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 in Norport, 205-722-9201. Looking for home, life, auto, boat insurance, renter's insurance. You need a umbrella policy. He's taking great care of me. Let him do the same for you. Once again, get the free quote, 205-722-9201. All right, get to the Andrew Kniffer Allstate Hotline. Get Pat into the show. Good morning, Pat. Good morning, fellas. Hey, Coach, are uh, any tickets are still available at face value for those eggs in uh, Birmingham? I got three, and I wanted to take a date. I don't know. I think it's sold out. I no idea. I believe it's sold out, Pat. Okay, all right. So no date. I do got. I do. I do. I am going to be there like, in that number. Yeah. Hey, um, but fellas, what I called about is uh, Alabama in the Orange Bowl. Oh, uh, uh, I feel like we can beat Auburn with either one of these backup quarterbacks that we've got without a whole lot of issues. Oh, uh, and resting Bryce and Bryce showing out. In the orange bone, uh, I think is uh, we go a long ways toward getting Bryce an extremely big pay- payday as the number one overall quarterback taken in this draft. Um, 
the bat. Uh, am I all wet on that? Uh, you think I, I think Bryce is he going to be number one? He's done enough right now. I don't think one. You think one game's going to make that difference uh, there, Pat? Uh, I, I, I'm I'm saying showing a completely healed yeah. Bryce making all the throws is what yeah, I'm talking about. I think about. he'll do that at pro day. Uh, make all the throws at pro day for him. I'm just worried about the injury part of it if I'm him. But uh, but he's a competitor. I'm not speaking for him. I just think it'll be a decision he does have to make, though, right. for sure. Well, you, you know, you know, there is there is another uh, storyline to this game. Uh, he played the last high school football game he played in California. He lost to guess what? Clemson's quarterback. He beat him all during the year. Hmm. He'd be, beat him all year long. Actually, beat him earlier in the year, I believe. I'm pretty sure that's correct. And then lost to him in the uh, final. So uh, there's a little bit of, and, and Bryce is a competitor. Sure. And I don't know that if he didn't, wouldn't like to just go down there to Miami and just close him out, you know? Yeah. I think he's earned the right for Alabama people to support him, whatever he decides. Uh, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. Yeah. And I wouldn't blame him either way. Yeah. But like I said, there, there's a whole lot of things that make this. A game that might actually uh, put a few butts in the seat because uh, down in Miami, uh, I mean, this would be a, be a nice warm weather place to go uh, in comparison to being here in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. And uh, but but like I said, I'm I'm cause I'm concerned that these bowl games are falling by the wayside. No doubt. What do y'all think? I think you got a good point there, Bryce. I mean, Pat. Thank you, Pat. Uh, I just get back to the. Uh, to the Andrew Conifer hotline and get Bryce into the show. Good morning, Bryce. Good morning, Barry Coach. Hey, listen, let's switch gears a little bit. Uh, I didn't get to watch the uh, Alabama game the other day, but they said the guy from us shows had 22 points. Uh, Sears. Yeah. 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 So, and I heard that they had a pretty quality basketball team. As, uh, as they play more together, the better they get. Yeah, I think this uh, – for all the new guys that they got, I think Mark Sears, uh, you could tell he's played a lot of college basketball. Uh, he's under control. Uh, nice point guard. They get Quinley back. Uh, they have a deep roster there, Bryce. They got a chance to be really good. They got just about everything you need there to have a successful season. Well, y'all must have talked about that yesterday because, and y'all must have talked about TCU uh, being for real and, uh, if, if I had to pick today, and I'm just picking, it's just my pick. And you, we all know I don't know nothing about football. The picks I've made lately, but however, I would think Clemson and Georgia would be in the championship if they don't play before the championship. Who? Not not Clemson, but uh, TCU and Georgia. God, I got you. because uh, that TCU team, I think, is better than what people think. You know, because I. I'd like to see them go deep. I, uh, I'm a, I hate to not read against the SEC, but hey, I got nobody else to root for. I'd like to see Dykes do good. He, he's he's come a long way. Yeah, you know he's done a good job. Hey, uh, y'all must have some slow radio. What y'all talking about when I when I chimed in this morning? Y'all talking about Coach going back to West Virginia, Jimbo being <laughs> huh? I mean, Jimbo's, Jimbo's, I mean, he was just kidding about, but Jimbo is a big domino uh, there. If Jimbo falls, if Jimbo is stubborn, uh, 
And if they brought him in and said, you got to make all these changes, and he dug in and said, no, now they got to make a decision, I could easily see that happening, Bryce. Oh, well, I, I think they're going to get rid of him if he don't do nothing next year. They got the money. They'll write the check. And the same thing at, at Oklahoma, too. And then they'll be calling, telling the old boy in Tennessee to come home. They'll back up the truck. But, however, uh, none of that stuff is, is happening right now. But y'all start talking about Dabo, man. Y'all kind of made my stomach turn about Dabo being the next coach at Alabama. You know, well, uh, he's the best I, choice right now. You ain't getting oh Kirby. He, you ain't getting Boy, Kirby. He's the best choice. Well, Can't get him. Well, uh, that that that's a scary thought. That's the best choice. Right. I, if it weren't happening today, of course, coach may stay eight more years, and he may not be the best right. choice then. So we'll see. Is that is that true about what y'all said about Hugh Freeze yesterday? That's what yeah, Max that, said. I don't know if that's true or not. Well, you know, I funny. You know, when I when I went to Texas, I went right through there where. Probably, I think, where Mac lives at that county. He always talks about that county and everything. Mm-hmm. When I go to Dallas, I always go right through there. But uh, they better not uh, – they better take care of business. And it's about Auburn the hate. Auburn, you think Auburn would go the uh, the steel route and make uh, Cadillac OC if they come down to that? No. No. Well, you know, if they, if they can't get Hugh Freeze and – Kiffin don't come, man, they're going to have to do like they did last time, settle. I mean, there's other guys out there. They may go to Matt Rule. They could go to Dion. There's there's choices out there. They're, they're, they'll be able to get somebody good. Uh, well, thank you. I talked to a friend of mine uh, in North Carolina. He said Matt Rule was uh, – it was between him and the guy at uh, Kentucky for the Nebraska job. Yeah. Have Matt you heard Rule's that? going to Kentucky. I mean, Matt Rule's going to uh, Nebraska. Nebraska. All right, Bryce, we got to get out. We got to get my man Brian right, Pass again. Guys, I appreciate you Thank you. My call. Y'all have Thank a good you. day. Thank you, buddy. All right, there's Bryce G Daddy. That's G Daddy right there, Aiden. Uh, Royal Cleaners, they're making life easy for you. Uh, take that cleaning to work, or you can call them. They'll come right to the house, pick it all up, clean it, deliver it right back. You want to drop off University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, Northport, or 4851. Rice Mine Road. You need to get that winter stuff cleaned up because it's time to start putting it on because it's getting cold out there. Once again, 205-391-0034. Royal Cleaners for all your cleaning needs. Brian Passick will join us when we get back from break. You're listening to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Tuesday morning. Yesterday, we told you three Tuscaloosa City schools, Bland High, Westlaw Middle, and Central Elementary, are on the new list of 79 failing schools in Alabama. Holt High is the lone Tuscaloosa County school on that list. Officials there are blaming the pandemic for pushing those students behind. Also on the list from West Alabama were Aliceville High in Pickens County, Greensboro High in Hale County, Green County High, Linden High, Marengo County, R.C. Hatch High in Perry County, and Sumter Central. I'm Don Hart. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we got a couple of wrecks, one on 359 northbound at 35th Street exit, the other on 2059 eastbound past exit 86. That's Covered Bridge Road with minor delays. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Towns of Nissan is your hometown dealer with a lifetime powertrain warranty. Go see them and grab a deal. I'm Captain Ray. Chronic joint pain has a snowball effect. It's not just the pain. What that did is just make me depressed that I couldn't get back into the gym and I was inactive, gaining weight. 
For tonight, gradual clearing, the low at 36. And tomorrow, a dry day with a partly sunny sky, the afternoon high at 54. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 48 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. We get right to the Alabama One Hotline. He's uh, the color commentary with Chris Stewart uh, with the Alabama Basketball Network. They'll be down in Mobile uh, tonight calling the South Alabama-Alabama game. A little unique. Alabama doesn't go to South Alabama every day. Matter of fact, I don't think they've ever been to South Alabama. So it should be a fun night. Brian Passant. Good morning, Brian. How you doing, my man? Doing great, guys. How are y'all? We're good. We're good. Uh, tell us a little bit about, I know you do studying on the uh, opponents. Tell us a little bit about South Alabama. I know they came in last year and played Alabama a really, really tight game. Yeah, they're they're pretty good. Um, one of the top teams in the Sun Belt, projected third. Like a lot of the, these mid-majors that, that are expected to compete, you know, they some do it different ways. I mean, Liberty is a team that has some, some four-year guys, some guys that have stuck around and know the system, and they beat you that way. South Alabama is um, probably the more what is now the more normal mid-major approach, and that is really hitting the transfer portal hard. And they've got a lot of new faces. They've, they've got some talent. Um, they shoot it well. Uh, they've got a guy from BMI that was actually experienced he was supposed to play last year, Greg Parham from uh, VMI, one of, one of the best players in their league, and uh, he's playing well right now. He was out last year with an injury, and um, you know they felt like they could have won the league if they would have been healthy last year, but they, they've got him back now. Uh, they've got uh, Isaiah Moore, who can really shoot it. Uh, you, you've got um, Kevin Samuel, a seven-footer, who originally started at TCU, a big man led the led the Big Twelve in in uh, block shots and wow. just a, a feast in the in the paint. So they got some guys that can play. And when you look back to last year, uh, they led Alabama to half, and I think it ended up being a five or six point Alabama win. So highly competitive game, and they expect to be better this year. Uh, so it'll be tough. Hopefully, it'll be a uh, not your typical road environment. I would expect. A lot of Alabama fans in, in South Alabama, the Mobile area, the Pac the Mitchell Center should be a fun environment. But uh, like all of these, well, not all, but the majority of these non-conference games for Alabama, highly competitive, and I expect that to be the case tonight. Yep. That. Uh, does Alabama have to rotate uh, all the players that they have? They have a lot of them. Uh, in order for the transfer portal the way it is this day and time, uh, are they going to be better off rotating a, a 10-man roster rather than rotating an eight-man roster? Coach, I love when you ask me questions you already know the answer to. <laughs> but, but I do appreciate it. I guess that's how this works on this uh, this radio stuff. 
But, you know, I, I do think that that is something that Nate and the coaching staff, they're going to have to figure out. Um, yeah. may, maybe a little easier now because uh, you've got some guys out with injury. And this is a time I wouldn't want to be injured because you may lose your spot. Yeah. There's some talented guys that, that are trying to get back from injury. One that hopefully will be back sooner rather than later, Javon Quinterly. I can tell you, he's going to have a spot. <laughs> so yeah. if you're getting an opportunity now, uh, you better make the most of it. And I think, you know, it, while you know, I, I couldn't tell you what the rotation is going to be down the line, um, you've got 12 guys that you could make a case for all 12 why they deserve to play. And we all know you're not going to have a 12-man rotation. So I think the positive of that is uh, there's going to be really competitive practices. You're not going to be able to take a night off. If you don't guard, you're going to be sitting over there by the coaching staff. I think it's a big reason why this team could be much improved on the defensive end uh, because you, you you don't have to, uh, as, as a coaching staff, you know, you, you've got options. And if, if guys aren't ready to play, if they're not guarding, uh, then you've got somebody over there that is, is uh, dying to get out on the court. But it will be interesting to see how this rotation shakes out over the course of the season, uh, especially when everybody gets back and is healthy. Yeah, I think it is difficult uh, when you have that many guys because you want to get your main guys the main minutes. Could you see them um... – Brian, I was looking at what Dad said there, where they had three point guards on the floor at the same time, have Sears, Bradley, and Quinterly. All three guys can handle the basketball. Uh, that would be a nightmare to, to try to defend. Is there any scenario where you could have the, those three guys out there at once? Yeah, I think there is. And I, I, I think when you look at um, what Nate has done, especially at Buffalo, he played three point guards a fair amount. And I, I know there's some – some teams in the NBA that like to do that. And I, I think this team could uh, just because you look at the length on the inside. I mean, you, if you've got Charles Bediaco and, and Noah Clowney and, um, you know, other guys on the inside, you can afford to go a little smaller uh, at, in the backcourt. So this team is deep, it's athletic, talented, uh, but it's also versatile. And I think you've, can play a lot of different ways. And you, I could see a scenario where you have three point guards on the floor and, and, and you can make an argument for a fourth because Brandon Miller has point guard skills and uh, could play the point if needed. So play him at the four and, and you know, whether it's Noah Clowney or Charles Bediaco, it, it's a center position. And all of a sudden uh, you become almost impossible to defend and, if you can get out and really harass them defensively with that smaller lineup and the length on the inside, uh, you're not going to lose a ton on the defensive end. So that would be an interesting lineup to watch and a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, that. Um, how are they going? How are they going? Uh, what, what's the biggest concern uh, for for me? And I don't know anything about their team as far as having seen them a whole lot. Uh, is it uh, the turnover ratio that they have generally had last year and continue to have in a couple of games this year? Uh, is the yeah. poor the poor nights of shooting the ball from the three that that they've had thus far, but also one really good night? Is that are those two things going to be the two worries Alabama has besides the defense? You know, I I think for me, I I do worry about the turnovers. 
I'm not losing sleep over it because that's pretty typical of when you when you play this style um, to have so many new guys trying to be one of the fastest teams in the country, and, and Alabama will will be that throughout the year. And so most of these guys aren't used to playing that way. So when you see turnovers early in the season, um, not a concern. Now, if that continues, uh, that could be an issue. Um, I don't worry about them as much from a shooting standpoint, even though when you look at the numbers in the exhibition game and the opener against Longwood, and then you go back to last year and say, oh, is, is this going to be a problem? I really don't think it is just because okay. you look at the, the roster and there are so many guys that shoot the ball at a high level and have. Um, you know, Mark Sears is going to shoot it at 40% or around 40%. Uh, Tom Welch has never shot worse than 36% from three. That would have led Alabama's team last year. Uh, Brandon Miller can really shoot it. Namari Burnett is, in practice just has lit it up for two years, at least when he was healthy. He's, he struggled out of the gate, maybe a little rusty, having essentially not played basketball in almost two years because of transfer and then injury. And you just go down the line, and this team has shooters. And so there'll be nights where they struggle, but they they defend so much better than they did last year. They have so much size and length around the basket and versatility on the defensive end. I, I think they'll be able to win games when they don't shoot the ball well. But I would expect over the course of the season uh, for this to be one of the better three-point shooting teams in the SEC. Yeah, I don't know. They have to rely on the three, uh, you know, as long, as athletic as they are. And, Brian, you tell us this. In your playing days, playing against guys that are long, man, that is a headache. And this team is long. I mean, you got Clowney, uh, Brandon Miller. I mean, these guys got Betty Ako. How difficult and what kind of problem does that cause when somebody who's guarding you has the length that these guys have? It's overwhelming. The, the length this team has, the athleticism, uh, they have a competitiveness to them. I mean, there, there are so many similarities to me when you just look at, at this roster. Um, when going back uh, to some, some of coaches' best teams in the 80s, I mean, those teams were, were terrific and had talent, but they had length, and they played hard. And I'm starting to see some of those characteristics from this team. Uh, but that, yeah, I, I thought this team would be better defensively, but after watching them in a couple of games, uh, it, it's just, it's really impressive. Um, you know, they they get after it on the perimeter, but when when they when our the opponents are making plays, you, you've got Charles Bediaco at seven feet. You've got Noah Clowney, Nick Pringle. Those guys are on pogo sticks. They get, they don't have to gather to jump, and and they have already got that length and athleticism. So very difficult to score on around the basket. And uh, I thought coming into the season that Alabama would be improved on the defense. And then I didn't know if they'd be as good as they were a couple of years ago. That defense, one of the best in school history, led by Herb Jones. Uh, this is a different-looking team on the defensive end. But because of that length, uh, it, I think they have a chance to be elite on the defensive end. Yeah, that. Uh, Schedule-wise, I think they – I think they – been able to mix in some teams you're going should beat uh with 
and to get a look at your team, I think the South Alabama game is designed to get them on the road before they really go on the road, really, when they go on the road to Michigan State and so forth. So I think the schedule is – the conference schedule form is good. They open up with Mississippi State over there, and they don't have any students, Ole Miss at home. Uh, I don't know how much you've looked at the league, but uh, I would say the three A's, Alabama, Auburn, and Arkansas – Kentucky and Tennessee are the five best, and the other other nine, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I think the league is going to be really, really good uh, and top-heavy. Um, and, and, I mean, I think there are seven teams that can go to the NCAA tournament, and maybe six of those make a, a serious run. And all those teams you mentioned, I, you know, it's probably not a great time to say Florida is, is a good team, having uh, – Lost a, a bye game last night, uh, but yeah. but you know they're they're they've got a new coach and um, new players and it, you know I don't have to tell y'all I mean basketball's a tricky sport you can have a bad night lose to anybody that's how this this sport works a little different than football uh, but I still think Florida could be pretty good and you know I, I think the Big Twelve and SEC are the two best leagues in the country um, and the thing that's going to make the the SEC even more difficult is even the teams at the bottom, the middle and the bottom that aren't expecting an NCAA tournament berth or run in the NCAA tournament. Most of those schools have new coaches. So there's a new energy and excitement around those programs. So almost, almost the entire league, there is a buzz around basketball, which is going to be a lot of fun this year. It's going to be tougher on the road because you, you know, in years past or even last year, you go play one of the bottom feeders and, Nobody's excited about the team, the program, and it might be a little easier road environment. I think this year, even those teams that, that may not have aspirations to, to make the postseason or the NCAA tournament, they're, they're still going to be excited about their team because of the new coaches and the new energy in the league. So it's going to be a fun fun year. Um, you know, Alabama, uh, I think, will have a chance, like several other schools, that you mentioned to compete for the league title. I, I don't, I don't see why Alabama can't do that. It's just going to be difficult because uh, there, there are some teams at the top that are not just really good in this league, but I, I think we'll have a chance to make a serious run in March. Uh, Brian, they got South Alabama tonight. Uh, Jacksonville State here Friday night. Uh, being, and then they travel up to the field night invitational and take on uh, Michigan State, and then we'll play Oregon. In UConn, these games are on a neutral site there. So these, that'll be a, a great time, Thanksgiving night, to watch Alabama basketball. But uh, great field out there in the field night invitational, isn't it? Oh, it's big time. Now, I, I'm not I, – I didn't have Portland, Oregon on my list of vacation spots. Uh, but as a as – a, a, a Go to the Nike I'm outlet. Excited. you got to go to the Nike outlet when you're out yeah, there. Yeah, that, that, that I can do. Uh, I'll do that. I'm going to watch a lot of basketball uh, that involve Alabama in, in several games that don't. I mean, the, the talent and the teams that are out in Portland, it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. And you know, the, it's Michigan State really should have beaten Gonzaga uh, a couple nights ago. So they're, they're really good. Tom Izzo kind of knows what he's doing. <laughs> so that'll be a tough opening game in that tournament. And then – you're either going to play Oregon or UConn, and you got North Carolina on the other side of the bracket. So, a great test for this Alabama team. And, uh, you know, I know Coach mentioned 
the, the schedule. I think it sets up pretty well as long as you can navigate these next couple of games and hopefully build some confidence, figure out your rotation a little bit, uh, because the, the competition level is going to be increased uh, in a big way when you get out to the West Coast. All right, uh, Brian, this is the most important question I'm going to ask you. When you and Dad go play golf, who pays for the cart? Does he go in and say, Brian, I got the cart this time. I'm going to take care of it. Or do you have no, to pay, pay it? it. How, do, how does that work? I make him pay for it. Well, the, the goal is neither of us. <laughs> we have some ways around it. Oh, we're just going to go down to the range, and then all of a sudden you just slip up there and start playing? How do you do that, Brian? Are any, anybody that works out at the golf course listening? Uh, I don't want to tell them our Probably secret. not. This is, probably this not. Is, don't hey, Barry, this is, this is between Coach and I. This yeah. isn't for public and We just know that we have our ways. So neither one of y'all are paying. No. Well, well we that's do the sometimes. Goal. We do sometimes. Yeah. How's this game right now? If I'm going to play two holes, I, I, I'm not going to go out there and play two holes. <laughs> Brian, they say you have to have a member with you to get on Birmingham Country Club. Could could Wimp Sanderson drive out to Birmingham Country Club no. today and get on the course without a member? I could not tell you that. Brian? I'll say this. You you have to be with a member at Birmingham unless your name is Wimp Sanderson. <laughs> you think you think he could get on there? Oh my gosh, are you kidding? They, yeah. they, they'd be, they'd be I asking for his autograph. I get on there with a get, oh, get on there machine. Me. Oh he, my God. he could get on there. Shoal Creek. Can he get on Shoal Creek? Uh doubt it. Come on, Barry, you know the answer. Augusta Na- all right, Augusta National, Brian. Can I he get, get on no Augusta? I might get on Augusta though with uh what the See he says he can't get on Birmingham Country Club or Shoal Creek, but he can get on Augusta. See how he's doing? I don't think I can't get he's on Augusta. I've been on Augusta on, one time, that's one time another. He's flexing on his Brian right now. He's flexing. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Here's the thing. Yeah. He can walk out the Joel, yeah. Birmingham, yeah, sure. in, in the next wrong. 30 minutes, and get on. He yeah. might have to make a call to get on Augusta, but he can get on all of it. No doubt. No doubt. You know him, and yeah. I know him. So, all right, yeah. Brian. Well, uh, you Thanks, on, Brian. Appreciate you and Chris on the call tonight. It's an 8 o'clock tip, right, to on ESPN. Nine. 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 Nine o'clock tip. Oh. Oh. You don't listen to the show, Nine, Nine o'clock. Oh. All right. Watch Kentucky and Michigan State before that. Yeah, you got Duke and Kansas after that. So you need, that's a two TV night. So y'all gonna be able to stay up for that? Y'all, y'all I don't know about that. Early, Nine, I may catch show. the first ten minutes. So, Brian, safe travels down to Mobile. Thank you. Appreciate you being on with us. I'll talk Appreciate to you. Enjoyed it. Thanks, guys. Thank you. There's Brian Passing. All right, Dad, let's talk about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. Prince Glover and Hayes, outstanding attorneys and attorneys that uh, know the law, know the problems that you have uh, when people. Go after you three four five one two three four. They're outstanding people, and I promise you one thing: if you need some help, uh, then Prince Glover and Hayes will talk with you. And then go into the uh, after that, you, you can go into uh, uh, counsel with them, and at uh, seven hundred one Rice Mine Road, and you'll get big help. And while I'm after I've gotten through with that, I want to mention while I can. It's a good time for me to do so. Uh, constant companion. Animal Hospital, which is a outstanding vet hospital that uh, I take Sam to. Uh, talked with them yesterday. They'll give you half price uh, on your visit there because they're opening up. Dr. Scott uh, uh, Foster is already a good man, 
and it's at the, it's on it's on the narrows. We can't miss it on two eighty uh, at all. It's it's a great place. I'm gonna give you the phone number two zero five six three five zero three one three. And when you go by there, get that deal. Just tell them that uh, you heard it on Barry and Wimp's show. I will be inside the locker room. Listen, Tide one point nine. It's the home of Alabama Sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. The Iron Bowl kickoff time has been announced. Alabama has jumped to number eight in the newest AP poll. Julio Jones made NFL history on Sunday morning. The Alabama softball program has officially signed class of 2024 commit Kendall Clark. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. Run it again! For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. We did it. We time-traveled to yesterday. Wait, Progressive covers us 24-7. Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood. Pressure-treated pine protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Follow Tide 100.9 on Facebook today to watch our live shows. Read the great articles and interact with Bama fans today. Chicken fried and cold beer on a Friday night, a pair of jeans that fit just right, and the radio. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Phone lines are wide open 205 342 Appreciate Kevin Skarbinski, who was with us in the first hour. Brian Passing just broke down the Alabama basketball team and uh, had some great phone calls as well. So you want to jump in 205-342-9904 Wayne's Pest Control serving over 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee and Mississippi since 1973. Let the good folks at Wayne's make sure your home is protected from unwanted pests this fall. Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control and mosquito prevention services. They also keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. Give them a call today 866-Wayne's1. Tell them you heard it on inside the locker room get $60 off your initial pest control service. All right, uh, Dad, the committee will put their uh, rankings out tonight. Uh, No secret, Georgia will be one, Ohio State will be two, Michigan will be three, and I'm assuming TCU four with Tennessee five. I'm looking at this weekend's game to see if there could be any shakeup. TCU, Dad, is at Baylor. Uh, Baylor is six and four. Uh, TCU is a three-point favorite. Uh, if you're a Tennessee Volunteer fan, you're obviously pulling for Baylor uh, this weekend. What's your thoughts on this game with TCU and Baylor? Who wins it? I think it's a tough game for TCU because they're worn out playing Texas. Texas gets takes a lot out of State University. 
uh, big game, big talk, game day, I guess, whatever they do. Uh, I think it'll be a very, very uh, they may get by three points is, is what the line is, as you said. I, I think it's going to be, it, it's certainly a, a winnable game for Barbaylor if they were to play. And it's also a winnable game for TCU because they're so darn good. But I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be tough game for TCU. By myself, I don't, I don't know what, that, what that's going to do to the, you know, if they, if they get beat and they get beat touchdown or two, that puts them out. But if they get beat one, I don't know. It's that that and the, trying to figure out what's going to happen if if the Michigan Ohio State game is very one or two point game. What do they do with with uh, with Tennessee then? So kind of interesting. Yeah, obviously, if you're a Tennessee fan, you're pulling for uh, Baylor there. The other game, Michigan, is at home. Uh, Brett Bielema, I think he's done a good job at Illinois. They're seven and three. Uh, the line though is a little bit high there. It looks to me the li- over under is forty three. Look at defense struggle, but the line is eighteen uh, in this game. That seems like a big number. Uh, do you give Illinois any chance to knock off Michigan? Can Michigan be looking ahead to the Buckeyes? Uh, I don't think so. I, I don't. I think Illinois is good, not great. Of course, got beat this last game. I think it was by Purdue. I believe that's right. Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, I think Michigan is controls the football so well. They they don't they don't turn it over much, and they've controlled it and played that that type of running game tempo that, that that wins for you. I think, and so I would say Michigan goes on wins. And they may they may be looking a little bit ahead, but I think they get by. Well, the game uh, Ohio State is going to Maryland. Uh, that's a layup. Uh, 27 and a half point favorite there for uh, the Buckeyes. Uh, do the Buckeyes deserve to be ranked number two? They really haven't beaten anybody. Um, no, they really haven't. They, you're right. They haven't beaten anybody much. But, um, you know, they've they run the score up, scored a lot of points. And, and uh, um, I don't know. It's, it's a situation where they – Awfully good on offense and gotten better on defense, but they hadn't played anybody exactly right. All right, in the SEC, a bunch of uh, snoozers here early. You got Austin yeah. P. Alabama. We're not going to talk about that. East Tennessee State, Mississippi State, UMass, Texas A&M. Texas A&M's a thirty-three and a half point favorite. Uh, I don't even know if they could score thirty-three. I, uh, I think West Kentucky game is a scary game for Auburn. They throw it. Do they? They throw it a lot. And you know you throw over that defense if they block for you. I think it's. Um, I, I, I think Auburn's a four or six point. Five and a half. They're a five and a half. That's a ooh. That's low. Yeah, I think I think Western Kentucky now is better than people think. They, you know they already got that chalked up as a win, and and it may be. But Western Kentucky, Western Kentucky plays a little bit unorthodox. Um, you know if you're not ready for them, and Auburn's pass defense hadn't really been anything to write home about. So I think it's pretty tough. What's happened to Kentucky? Uh, they they get home against Georgia know. on CBS. Uh, the line's twenty two and a half. They've kind of just you know losing to Vanderbilt. That's a bad look there. They, yep. had, they had an injury or two there with the quarterback. Where South Carolina went in there and got them. Uh, yep. You know Stoops kind of got into it with Calipari. 
Could you see Stoops getting out of there, and, and do you give Kentucky any chance to no, even play? No, I don't think so. I think they jack his, his thing up. I think he's done okay. I think the Vanderbilt game, they weren't ready to play. I think that was a hurter for him. I think that hurt him bad. You know, you got, we'll go back to say that, you know, as good as we thought. But uh, I do think that was a killer for him. And um, they did have the quarterback hurt, as you said, but South Carolina came in there. And, uh, you know, they did go down to Florida and beat Florida at Florida. I think yeah. that was that was big. So, uh, they, you know, they're just kind of middle of the pack. They'll go to a bowl somewhere, but not a big one. All right, Florida, uh, is that Vanderbilt? Vanderbilt finally snapped the 26-game uh, conference losing streak. Uh, their coach was pretty emotional. The line is 14. Uh, they are Florida at Vandy. Uh, what do you think? Um, I think I think Florida wins handily. I think they're fourteen point favorites now. It's not going to be my blue play. I looked at it quite a bit last night, but um, hard to find a cotton picking blue play. But uh, I would say that I would say that Florida Florida wins. I think I think he I think he, I think he coaches them well. I think he I think he I think he's he's ready. He gets his team ready to play game by game. Um. I know there have been some games maybe that hadn't, but game by game, he seems like he knows what he's doing, how he, what, how he wants to attack Georgia or people like that. So I, I, I think Napier's pretty good. I think they're going to Vanderbilt, and I think they're going to Vanderbilt ready to play. I don't think they're going to Vanderbilt, taking Vanderbilt lightly. And of course, Vanderbilt beating Kentucky, Kentucky beating them. He's got some kind of something to talk about anyway. All right, uh, we'll take this break. We'll come back, and we'll wrap up the show. We'll get out of here and make way for the Gary Harris Show. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Tuscaloosa Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram, and Pearl River Resort. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's a daily update on Bama's sports, and it's brought to you by Dex Imaging, the official copier and printer provider for Alabama athletics. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. Head coach Nick Saban met with the media on Monday as Alabama begins preparations for Austin P. Well, look, the first thing, it was great to see our players happy and excited uh, to be celebrating a win, a really good win for them after getting behind in the game 17-7, to you know, to come back and sort of play the way we're capable of playing and uh, do things with sort of a relentless competitive sort of spirit and enthusiasm and togetherness as a team, um, I think was, was great. And it was, you know, really good to see the players happy, excited, and celebrating uh, because they were happy that they had put something in something and got a positive result. Um, you know, in reviewing the film, Obviously, you know, I think that we always have to be able to focus on taking advantage of opportunities that we have. I'll have more in a moment. You know, in today's world, companies are looking for business partners, other companies they can depend on to help make their business successful. At the Crimson Tide Sports Network, we have found that partner in Dex Imaging. So when it comes to office solutions and a partner you can depend on, give Dex Imaging a call. For more information, go to DexImaging.com. Dex Imaging, the official copier and printer provider of Alabama Athletics. 
Join us tonight for Alabama men's basketball at South Alabama. Tip-off against the Jags is set for 9 p.m. Central, with our radio coverage across the network beginning at 8 p.m. from Mobile. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Dex Imaging. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. It's the Tuscaloosa Community Calendar, powered by Pepsi. Girl Scouts do more than sell cookies. They're exposed to so many opportunities in science or outdoors, animal medicine, robotics. Images of FedEx Field for the fan base. If you really want to know, she comes here a lot. She just loves to hear the music and dance. K13 is her favorite song. If you play it, you might have a chance. She's only sipping white wine She's friendly and fun-loving most of the time But don't ask her on a straight Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room, the Alabama One Black Wednesday sale. Now it's 7 hours, 23 minutes to... Uh, oh, I'm sorry, 27 days, 23 hours, 2 minutes and 33 seconds to the Black Loan Sale. You go to www.alabama1.org for more information. It starts at 7 a.m. The earlier you get in, the better your rate. Uh, so get on there. If you're looking for the auto loan, the personal loan, the recreational vehicle, whatever you want, uh, they'll take great care of you. To learn more about it, go to www.alabama1.org. All right, uh, real quick, Dad, what does Alabama have to guard against tonight? You go down, you're on a mid-majors home floor. Uh Probably will be a pro-Alabama crowd in there, I would guess, but South Alabama will be very excited. They don't get an SEC team in there uh, very often. Uh, if you were coaching tonight, Alabama, would this, make, would this be nervous, would this be a nervous game for you? Well, I was, yeah, I treat it like every other game or even more so, but, uh, you know, the competition in South Alabama would be all excited to play. So, yeah, it'd be, I don't know how tough the game would be. I don't know how good South Alabama is, but Alabama would probably win it, but they just need to know continue to get better because they obviously got better a little bit better in the rest of the game uh before we close today sonny smith's birthday so i want to wish him a happy birthday all right uh coach smith happy birthday we'll talk to him on if i did see that so a uh, great man there happy birthday to coach sonny smith all right that's it for today's show appreciate you aiden we'll get out of here and make way for the gary harris show Gary's in, ready to go. He's rattling papers and making all kind of noise in here. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's your home of Alabama Sports. Have a great day, everybody.
for listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.